0: Today on Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Ballmer, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne
1: in Melbourne, Florida. When you ask God to forgive you, He forgives you. But He doesn't only forgive, He forgets. So I don't have to go back to my past sins, they're forgiven. Look what God says. Instead of listening to Satan's lies when he brings this to you and brings a past sin up in your life or a failure, here's what you want to go to, the Word of God. Notice Hebrews 8.12. For I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more.
0: In today's message, we'll learn the importance of forgiving and forgetting. First, Pastor Mark will remind us that life is painful for everyone and some hurts are unavoidable. That's the reality of living in a fallen world. We'll also discover that the basis for hurt is sin. You see, to enjoy life, we must learn to handle hurts. And sometimes forgetting and forgiving can be hard. So how can we forgive and forget? Well, Pastor Mark will share with us that we need to stay in relationship with God. It's only by His power that we'll be able to live in forgiveness. Secondly, we have to remember that we have been forgiven as well. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. I'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Genesis, chapter 41, verse 51, with part one of our message entitled, It is Time to Forget.
1: Joseph, at the age of 17, living in Israel, was sold into slavery by his brothers. They rejected him. They hated the dreams that Joseph had. He was a favored son. He was put in a pit and instead of killed, was sent in a caravan that went to Egypt. At the age of 17, Joseph arrived as a young man, didn't know the language, in a foreign country, a pagan country. But the Bible says that God was with him. Because Joseph, in this verse, as we see, later named one of his sons Manasseh. The word Manasseh means to forget, amnesia. And then Joseph says this, God showed me how to forget. So even though Joseph had gone through a hurt already, a horrible hurt of being rejected, sold as a slave, God was with him. He walked in forgiveness against his brothers. And God began to use him. He was in a house of Potiphar. He was given incredible authority in that house. Day in, day out, Joseph was doing wonderful things. Joseph was a young man, good looking. Potiphar's wife constantly trying to get him to go to bed with her. Over and over, Joseph had refused. And finally, one day, she grabbed his coat as he ran, not wanting to sin against God. Well, she took that coat and said to her husband, Potiphar, this slave you brought, <laughs> nice guy. He's been trying to seduce me the whole time he's been in the palace. Because of that, all of a sudden, Joseph experiences hurt number two. He's thrown in prison for doing the right thing and not going to bed. That brings us, well, to this next step. This forgiving and forgetting. Here's step number three. We have to learn the practice of forgetting. We have to learn to quit living in the past. Notice the word practice. Practice of forgiving, practice of forgetting. Let me explain something to you right up front. So you'll understand what I mean by this. Life is filled with these hurts. It's a practice I have to learn how to forgive and forget. It's an ongoing practice. It's an ongoing study of God. Now, what do I mean by forgetting? To forget does not mean to fail to remember. You see, God's given us this incredible brain, an unbelievable memory. And we're able, it's just the things that we do are categorized they're in file cabinets in our brain memories so when we talk about forgetting we're not saying that those things in our past are gone they're still there but what do i mean by forgetting when god helps us forget he does not take away our past memories but he does enable us to remember without paralyzing pain so write this definition this morning to forget what does to forget mean I am no longer influenced or affected negatively by my past sins or hurts. I no longer have the hurt. You see, the memory's there, but the hurt, the negative thinking about it, is not there because I've forgotten, I've left go of that hurt. Now, many of us carry around with us videotapes of our life. Now, in here should be all the good things, but often because of our nature and our hurts, we only carry the, the hurtful things. And what Satan does, Satan has a goal. He likes to come to us with a past hurt. And he brings a situation to us, and if we allow him, it goes into the brain, and he fast-forwards right to that hurtful place. And then he plays it frame by frame. By frame. And he does that with two kinds of tapes. Let me share with you both of them this morning. Number one. Satan wants to play back our past personal sins and failure. I'm not talking about peoples hurting you. I'm talking about when you and I did something and it was devastating. It was a sin we wish we could not. Man, I don't even want it. Why did I do it? What a stupid thing. Or failure. All of us this morning can think about something in our past. No sin is a little one, but boy, this was a big one. And quite often, Satan brings it up to us. And when he puts this tape into our mind, all of a sudden the stereo begins to play. And here's the words we hear. You've not changed. you failed again. Nothing's changed in your life. You'll never make it. You're simply a failure. What is Satan's goal when he brings this tape? And it brings up to you this morning. Remember the drug that you gave that gal? She got killed in the accident. You remember? Satan's goal is condemnation. You see, he wants me to all, not feel forgiven, but to feel bad about myself. His goal is exactly the opposite of God's. By the way, just write this verse down. I won't go there this morning. Romans 8 1 says, There is no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus. So, when Satan comes to me and says, "Uh, Mark, you remember that sin you did back then? And all of us can remember sins we wish we'd have never done. I have to remember one thing Satan's a liar, he's the father of lies. There's no truth in Satan. When you ask God to forgive you, he forgives you. But he doesn't only forgive, he forgets. So, I don't have to go back to my past sins, they're forgiven. Look what God says. Instead of listening to Satan's lies when he brings this to you and brings a past sin up in your life or a failure, here's what you want to go to, the Word of God. Notice Hebrews 8.12. For I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. Psalm 103.12. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. Does that mean that God has a bad memory? No, God's all-knowing. To forget means God chooses not to hold those sins against me anymore. Why? They don't affect my relationship with God anymore. Why? They're forgiven and they're forgotten. God chooses not to hold those things against me. That's the first thing Satan wants to do. He loves to condemn Christians. Second, Satan wants to play back our past hurts and rejection and disappointments. You're recently divorced. Someone died that was close to you. You had this offer at work. Someone's cheated you out of this. Someone just took advantage of you. You were hurt in a church. That's why you're here this morning. And Satan brings that videotape. We allow him to play it in our mind. He fast forwards right to it. He fast forwards all the good, bad, all the good things of life right to the hurt, frame by frame. And in the video, we see it. But in our earphones, here's what we hear. You thought you forgave that person. Look what they did. You'll never amount to anything. You're damaged goods. I mean, an alcoholic, haven't eaten for three weeks. Your liver's gone. You'll never, ever be able to be anything. Look at that frame. That person all along was out to get you. How stupid were you to let them do that to you? Then Satan loves this one. Where was God in all of this? God, you're supposed to have helped me. How can that have happened to me? Where are you, God? What is Satan's goal? He wants to make us simply miserable prisoners of our past. But see, God wants us free to live today. There are many, many, many people in this room that are born-again Christians. You're saved. You've asked Christ to come in. You're going to heaven. But many of you have never been free one day in your life. And because we're not free, we can't be and do what God wants. This morning, my goal is to remove you from being this hostage. Now, what really happens Satan's goal or job is to constantly remind us of our past sins and our past hurts. He will bring this thing to us over and over and over again until we stop him. You say, I can't stop Satan. You're going to learn how this morning. Because I have God living in me. Now, here's the deal. If as a Christian, I'm always dwelling in the past and I allow Satan to bring anything in my mind... He'll lie about me. I end up putting myself in my own prison. I'm Christian. I'm going to heaven. But I play this tape constantly in my mind. And I feel condemned. And then another week, I thought I forgave that person or that situation. And yet that, boy, just the mention of their name brings bitterness and anger and rejection in my heart. So I'm a Christian, but I'm not free. And it's so hurtful. Now, people don't see this, but boy, do I know it. And the only way to be free is to forgive and allow God to help you to forget. And that's what we want to study this morning. You see, many of you sitting out there this morning, your focus is on your past. You haven't been able to let it go. I want to show you, through the power of God's word, how to be set free. Not just a Christian but to learn to forgive and be set free. Now, we are all products of our past, but God doesn't want us to be prisoners of our past. Listen to this verse, Isaiah 43. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I, God, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. You see, if I can learn to forget the past in the sense that we don't allow these past sins and failures and hurts to keep us from experiencing God's best for today, that's where freedom is. Quit living in the past. That is not you. God is not in the past. God is in the now. And I have to learn to do this. Now here's the problem. Here's a powerful verse That's very small in the Bible. But it's the key to everything. You see it here in Proverbs 23, verse 7. For as he thinks within himself, so is he. As you think within yourself, man or woman, that's who you become. As you think, as she thinks within herself, so she is. You see, my mind is powerful. And I become... What I think. I'm a product of my thought life. In my mind, in my heart. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. How I think about things in my heart and mind is how I'm going to react emotionally and how I'm going to walk, how I'm going to live this life. So it's all here. It's in this area. Turn with me in your Bibles, if you will, to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Uh, New Testament. Keep your finger. We'll be back to Genesis in a moment. Five or six books in, in the New Testament. Now understand this. Our mind is the battlefield of life. If you're here this morning, and a Christian, you're in a battle. And it's all about our minds. It's happening right here. All of this stuff is taking place right here. What have you been thinking about since I've been here? Some of you are already thinking about your big buffet lunch you're going to have and the dessert you're going to have for today and the ice cream and the pie and a pecan pie. and You get mess. You haven't heard anything I said. <laughs> well, you already lost. It's gone. But see, what goes on here affects how we live. Now, we're in a battle. We're in a spiritual battle. God's goal for you is to get your mind settled on him. He wants you to focus and allow the truth of his word to get you to think right. In 2 Corinthians, verse 10, we see something interesting. Notice. 2 Corinthians, excuse me, 10, verse 4. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have, circle these words, divine power. In other words, in this warfare, it's kind of unseen. I'm in a battle against Satan. Now, if you're not a Christian, you're not in a battle against Satan. You're already on his team. You've already lost, unless you change sides. There's only two places to be. You either serve God or you serve Satan. If you've never accepted the Lord, you're already in Satan. So you're not in a battle. He's already got you. But you hear this morning, God's saying, would you like to be free? Notice, as a Christian, I have God living in me. And so I have divine power, notice, to demolish strongholds. Not to dent them, but to demolish those strong. What is a stronghold? Write these down. Two things that are strongholds this morning. Stronghold. Anything that's contrary to God's will or God's word. Anything. And basically, they usually float down into personal lies from Satan about you. Now, what part do I have in it? Next verse. We demolish, circle the word we, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, everything that's against the word of God, and circle the word again, we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. What does that mean? Satan comes to us, and he comes to us with this past, either a sin or a hurt. When he comes to us, we need to be mature enough in our life, and Satan will say this, I'll use an example. Well, what that guy's saying, that won't work. The minute you hear that, you need to go, that thought isn't from God. Some of you say, well, I can't be free of my past. I'm always going to have to dwell on my past. What was the word I said to you this morning? God said, I'm not a God of the past. I'm doing a brand new thing in you this morning. And right now, your mind's saying, he can't do a new thing in me. That's from Satan. So what do I do with that thought? I take it captive. I don't play it. You say, I don't have the power to do that. Yes, you do. You recognize the thought. You say in your heart, I'm not going there. Now, you can't stop the thought from coming, but you can stop playing it. And I take captive. But here's the problem. Many times we understand that we take that thought captive, but we don't finish it. Look at this next statement. We must replace the lies of Satan with the truth of God's word. You see, my mind, except maybe when I'm sleeping and sometimes it's not there, my mind isn't blank. It's always working. That little computer is always on. It's always thinking. So if I take this thought captive, I have to replace it with the truth. Because what I've just taken captive was a lie from Satan. So I must replace it with the truth. Notice, notice, we... Choose how we think. Some of you are out there and Satan and you're saying, I can't get past my past. That's just all I think about. I have no choice. That's a lie from Satan. He's a liar. God said, I'll give you the power. You, we fight. He says right here, the weapons we fight with are not weapons on the country. They have divine power to demolish that stronghold. God will do it. Now, that's the key that I went back to earlier. We will never continue to be free until we know the Word of God Imply it constantly. That's why you can't come to a six-week series, go back, live in your life, go back and, and and listen to Oprah, and listen to the evening news, and listen and read books that are not biblically based. Five people you meet in heaven. Great story, totally unbiblical. You see, you must know the Word of God. That's why we're here. We teach the Word here, and that's what sets us free. Now, the Word is the sword of the Spirit. Look at this. Ephesians chapter 4. Just write it down. Throw off your old evil nature and your former way of life. By the way, what was our life like before? Well, it's rotten through and through full of lust and deception. That'll take care of that good thing that everybody's good. No, I was kind of a lousy person without God. I only thought of myself. If I could take advantage of you, boy, would I do it. See, that's my old nature. Notice... That's not who you are. That's your past. Throw it off. Well, what do I do then? Instead, there must be spiritual renewal of your thoughts and attitudes. You must display a new nature because you are a new person created in God's likeness, righteous, holy, and true. Some of you say, I can't be that. You are that. Believe it. That's what God's made you. Did you deserve it? No. But he gave it to us. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. Notice, it's your thoughts. I can't be there and say to you, here comes one, grab it, grab it. go You'd like me to go home with you. Here comes another one, grab it. No, that one's okay, you can think that. No, grab that one. No, you have to do that. You can't ask for your wife to say, honey, I'm going to sleep a few hours. If a thought comes, you grab it for me, would you please? What is that? By the way, you'll be in for marriage counseling. You'll have more things to worry about. No, you must grab it. Well, Pastor Mark, how do I know the truth? Hello. It's what we're teaching. Everything in the Bible is truth. It's all truth. Next verse. And now, dear brothers and sisters, let me say one more thing as I close this letter. Here's what happens in our lives. Most of us have kind of a negative thinking pattern. So how can I change that? I had to get to the place in my life, and God's really been doing something in me in the last two months. I'm a perfectionist. Everything's got to be exactly right. Well, it ain't exactly right in my life. And so sometimes you get frustrated. Myself. So God's really been doing a work in me. In your life this morning, you have to find a way, when Satan brings that thought, to remember it. It's not what you want to hear. And then you have to replace it with something. Well, how do I do that? Let me give you a suggestion. I'm going to give you, I think I've got six things, but it's not about me. You have to get principles from the Word of God. Listen to me very carefully. And you have to write them on five by seven cards, or in a sheet, or in the front of your computer, instead of that screen being the fish, blah, 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 all over put a Word of God there. <laughs> See, some of you got out of bed this morning. Here's the way it goes. This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to be grumpy and hate the whole day. That's the way you got out of bed. Well, what is the truth of the word? This is the day that the Lord has made, I will rejoice, rejoice and be glad in it. Now some of you are gonna to have to take the verse the way it really reads, write it down and put it on the bathroom mirror. Cause Grumpy needs to read it while he's shaving. <laughs> Miss Grumpy needs to read it while she's shaving. <laughs> If nothing changes, tell me. Nothing changes. Well, Pastor Mark, it can't be that simple. It is.
0: In today's message, we were reminded of the true definition of forgiveness. It's setting someone free from a debt they owe because of a wrong done to you. Pastor Mark shared with us that we learn to forgive others because God has forgiven us. He also reminded us that that forgiveness was undeserved, unmerited, and free. He made His forgiveness available because of His love for us. Now, we want to encourage you to visit our website at www.lessonsforlivingradio.com. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. The Lessons for Living Media Player is right there on the homepage. For your convenience, today's message is available in MP3 and podcast format. By far the best way to stay current with all the latest teachings from Pastor Mark is to subscribe to the Lessons for Living podcast. If today's message has ministered to you and you live in the Melbourne, Vieira or Sebastian area, we'd like to invite you to join us for worship at one of our campuses. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Saturday nights at 6 p.m. And Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. Now, the next time you join us here on Lessons for Living, we'll learn that in order to walk in freedom, we need to walk in forgiveness. We can't dwell on the past. We can't allow Satan to hold our sin over our heads. We need to remember that God has forgiven us. We are His new creations. No longer do our sins hold us down. We're free from that bondage. And whenever we fall and sin again, our Father is right there, ready and willing to forgive. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living. And together, let's do life right.